Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back or welcome to the Driven by Purpose podcast. Oh my gosh. It feels so good to say that. But thank you guys all for tuning in. Like, hold on, let me go into a long spiel because I'm so thankful for y'all. Y'all don't even understand. Like, hmm, despite my inconsistency, you all still remain consistent. Like, it's even when I'm not posting podcasts, like, First of all, the reason why I'm even recording a podcast right now is because someone um, texted me actually yesterday to just say how how positively impacted they were by my podcast episode, a podcast episode that I did like a year ago. They were just raving about how much they loved it. So I just can't thank y'all enough because even without me posting, you guys are still listening to older episodes. Y'all are still sharing it on y'all Instagrams and y'all Snapchat. So I just really want to thank God for y'all because y'all have been so supportive. Despite that this podcast is fairly a little bit old. I think it's about to be like two years old or something like that. But I just, once again, cannot thank y'all enough. But real quick, real quick, I got to throw some shade at y'all because some of y'all be listening to this podcast on the Apple Podcast platform and y'all still don't leave reviews. Like, okay, y'all got to start leaving more reviews. Like the reviews are starting to trickle in a little bit more. But please, please, please don't forget to leave a review. It definitely helps. I'm really not lying or capping or nothing. It actually helps. So please leave reviews if you can about how this podcast has impacted you. You know, um, it will just also help for other people to be able to access this as well. So please do that. If you all have the time, but nevertheless, thank you so much again. Now to actually get into the topic for today, the title of today's podcast is the mistakes that I've made as a born again Christian. Now, Maddie, y'all want me to into this because y'all want to hear the tea. Y'all really want to hear some mm, like, you know, some some real, real tea. And I do got some tea. Um, <laughs> And I will be exposing myself, but of course, I'm not going to be exposing like my, my booty and like all that. Like, I'm not going to be exposing everything, but. I will definitely be exposing myself a little bit. And actually, before we get into it, I do need to give credit where it's due. Um, I even got this idea to start, or not start, to make this episode from a YouTuber, a Christian Nigerian YouTuber at that, a Christian Nigerian YouTuber. Even though I don't know her, she does not know me, but her videos are so impactful. Her name is Authentically Chi on YouTube. She is amazing, and I got this um, idea from her. So here I am today, okay? And the first mistake, let's actually just get into it. The first mistake that I've made as a born-again Christian. Y'all ready for it? Y'all ready? I don't know if y'all ready, but it's okay. Is caring more about other people's praise or other people's opinions more than God's. Now, I'm going to say that again. The first mistake that I've made as a born again Christian is caring more about the opinions of other people and their praise more than God's. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, and I, this is still something that I'm kind of still struggling with. I won't lie. <clears throat> but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But specifically, what even made me remember this or think of this specifically was because I was reading Romans the other day, specifically Romans 2 verse 29 and I was just going through Romans just as a whole because, you know, it talks a lot about repentance and so on and so forth. So I was just getting more into that. And I saw 
there's one verse from Romans 2 verse 29 and it says no a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God and true circumcision true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law rather it is a change of heart produced by the spirit and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God and not from people now a lot of y'all have to hear the last part again and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God and not from people now when I read that like it actually stung like y'all ever be reading the bible and like it just be like dang like this is really me like I really needed to hear this so like when I saw that when I read that part specifically last week I was just taken so far back because I'm like mercy do I really have a changed heart then because there have been a lot of times where I've just cared more about the opinions of other people than God and I will actually give y'all a fairly recent story so I remember I was going to an event for one of my friends um because we had graduated by the way if you don't know already because a lot of y'all I have y'all on Instagram but not everyone I have on Instagram but if you don't know already I've I graduated with my bachelor's in psychology in June. So that was just so great and spectacular. And my other friend had graduated as well. But anyways, I went to her event and it was like a graduation event, whatever, like a graduation dinner or whatever. And I remember I was fiending around that time to get my hair done because I really wanted to get like um, some type of locks. Like I really wanted to get locks so bad, but I had to wait because um, the person who does my hair, she wasn't available for the time that I wanted um, f- to get my hair done for this event. So I had to go to this event with the hair that I already had. So I, y'all, all right, if y'all don't know already, I wear wigs. Like, <laughs> I'm crying. If y'all don't know already, I wear wigs. So, like, I had a, I have a bunch of wigs. But it was like, I didn't really want to wear a wig because it's the summertime. So I was just like, uh, I cannot, like, I just want to get these locks. So, but anyways, they was like, nah, you got to pop up to the event. You got to pop out, blah, blah, blah. Right? So I pop out to the event. But even before I get to the event, like, I'm doing my hair. Like, I'm, you know, styling my wig or whatever. You know, I'm putting my fit together. And I look nice, right? But I remember I was talking to God. And I'm like, God, you know, I'm kind of mad that I don't have my hair done the way that I want to for this fit. But, like, God, how do you think? Like, not how do you think. Like, how do you feel? Like, God, do you think I look good? Like, what you what you feeling, you know? And I just remember the Holy Spirit telling me, like, Tina, you look great. Like, you look great. And a lot of people, they forget that the Holy Spirit is not just this foreign thing the holy spirit is an actual person that we have the opportunity to have a relationship with right so the holy spirit was like you know you look good right and the holy spirit kept emphasizing that because the holy spirit knew that i'm over here overthinking and everything but anyways i, I get into my uber i'm like still talking to holy spirit like holy spirit you sure i look good you sure nevertheless i end up getting to my friend's house so that we could go to the event together. And my friends were like, nah, Tina, you look really nice. Like, you look so nice. Like, I'm loving it. Like, blah, 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 blah. And it was funny because I realized it after. But when they said that I looked good, you know, I felt better. But even though the Holy Spirit was telling me time and time again, like, Tina, you look good. It wasn't enough for me at that time. And that happens with a lot of us, right? A lot of us, we care more about the praise of people, not saying that my friends were bad or or I'm bad or blah, 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 whatever. But it's just a mistake because sometimes we always need confirmation from other people or sometimes we always feel like other people, you know, are the end all be all that what, what they say is the end all be all forgetting that truly God has the final say in everything, you know, and we should be able to obey his voice 
and and feel comfort with what he says first and not always try and second guess or 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 overthink about what he has to say because what he has to say is actually valid so i pray that that makes sense um because i really came to that epiphany like hmm, i really need to be better and just listening to what god says first and that also that that relates with everything because there have been times where god has been like okay tina i want you to do this and i'm like oh god i don't really know if it's you like god speak through somebody else again like just so i could be sure but it's like why do we always like we know that it's god speaking to us but we're still second guessing like why do we do that but yeah that's been something that i'm still working on um actively like making sure that i'm more sensitive to the holy spirit and i care more about what he has to say first opposed to what other people have to say because hmm, god remains the same people will flip-flop change blah, blah blah like whatever but god remains the same um not not throwing shade at people you know i'm thankful for my friends not saying them or anything but it's just like we need to make sure that his voice is enough in all situations basically so that's the first mistake that i made as a born again christian an ongoing mistake but may the lord help me and may y'all keep me y'all better keep me in prayer too like as i'm sharing this in the name of jesus may i be receiving deliverance (laughs) from those things amen and amen now the next mistake that i made as a born again christian we're gonna try and make this short or not short but we're gonna try and make it like sweet and like short a little bit but the next mistake that i've made as a born again christian is trying to be the ideal christian or trying to be holier than thou and so on and so forth and i feel like this truly has been a mistake as it pertains to modesty now let me explain so like this past year and a half, I've decided to take my walk with God a little bit more seriously than I have before. And with that, I've been around, you know, serious Christians as well. But another thing that's been happening is I've started following a lot of Christian influencers and so on and so forth. A lot more apostles on Instagram, you know, a lot more pastors, all this stuff. I've been following like all these different people. And I've been also seeing a lot of Christian girls, especially not necessarily my friends, but like specifically like people I see on Instagram and stuff, you know, being the ideal Christian girl with who's modest and stuff and there have been times where I have been shopping for clothes and I've been so stuck on, hmm, I have to be that ideal Christian. Hmm, I have to be that ideal Christian girl who's like modest, who wears these dresses to her knees and who does this and who does that. And God just be looking at me like, what are you doing? Because the thing that I've also realized is my style is very different. My style is very different. And these the ways that I was trying to fit myself in to trying to fit myself into this mold, it was never gonna work anyways because I found myself trying to wear clothes and trying to force myself to like certain things that I just did not like. Like mercy. And I know a lot of us, especially us Christian girls, like us serious Christian girls, like we're really trying to do this and do that properly. But it's like sometimes we could compare ourselves like, hmm, am I being the ideal Christian? Hmm, what are other people going to think? And this even happened when I was going to another event like two or three weeks ago. I remember I was wearing this dress and it was a really nice dress. Like it was a really, really nice dress. And I remember I even showed it to my friends. They were like, they really liked the dress. But I was just overthinking. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is it too short? Oh, my gosh, is it is it modest? Oh, my gosh, am I going to look like the Christian girls that I see online? Like, they're wearing this this way, and I want to be this way. But it's just like, 
moly. Like, I was just going through this head thing for so long. And I remember I was just showing my mom the dress. And my mom know a lot of me. So my mom, I told my mom, I'm like, Mommy, is this dress okay? And she was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, why are you overthinking? And I'm just like, Mommy, I just don't want anybody to just think that I'm trying to do this or do that or I'm not being modest. And my mom was like, you have to realize you're not living for people. You're not living for people. You're influencing people, yes? Like, you're here to influence people. You're here to be a helper to people, but you're not living for people. Like, if you're not receiving some type of conviction about it, then move on. But a lot of us, we're just so stuck in, hmm, I have to be this ideal person. I have to be the way, I have to dress the way that this apostle dresses, or I have to dress the way that this prophetess dresses, or I have to dress the way that this woman of God or man of God, like I have to dress the way, or I have to be how they are. I have to speak how they speak. Some of us, like for me, I have a little stutter. So like sometimes I want to sound like this ideal person, but I can't get my voice or I can't get my words in order the way that that they can but that's okay because the style and the way that God has made me I'm unique and I'm different you know and, and most importantly I'm made in his image I'm not made in that person's image so sometimes we try and mold ourselves and we try and put ourselves into this into this this cookie cutter um this perfect box of who we're meant to be by our standards by earthly standards but God is just looking at us like no no you don't have to try and be like them you don't have to try and do this like them focus on me I feel like if anything, that's something that I have to hear. And some of us have to hear that too. focus on God, because a lot a lot of times we're so focused on what man thinks that we're not actually listening and we're not obeying the voice of God. This really kind of goes back to what I was talking about. Also, and my other mistake, like caring too much about what other people say or caring too much about the praise of people than that of God. We, we got to chill on that, people of God. You know, we got to chill, men and women of God. Amen and amen. Now, the third mistake that I've made as a born-again Christian is being judgmental slash condemning others. I'm going to be honest, okay? I'm, I'm exposing myself. I'm exposing myself. I'm exposing myself. I'm exposing myself. Now, I really don't want to make... Um, excuses for this specific one, but I do have to, I feel like I do have to kind of bring my background up with this one specifically. So I am a Nigerian girl, as you all know. I'm a Nigerian girl, ethnic girl, uh, minority, whatever you want to say, Joe. I'm a Nigerian girl, and especially if you're Nigerian, or if you're just a minority in general, and you're a Christian minority in general, specifically Nigerian, or just African in general, y'all already know. Y'all already know sometimes after service on Sundays, y'all already know, sometimes the, the mommies in the church, the aunties in the church, they, they be gossiping with each other at the church and everything. And that type of stuff, like seeing that type of nature, right? You can, or seeing that type of thing becoming a norm, you sometimes can start to exhibit those same things. Like for me also, right? I grew up as a Nigerian Christian, right? And I know that the church that I grew up in, like, you dare not come in in jeans. You dare not come in with a mini skirt. You dare not wear certain things to church, right? Because it's inappropriate. Even ladies in the church that I grew up in, if you're going to go sing or if you're going to go speak on that stage and you're wearing pants, whether it's slacks, whatever type of pants it is, you cannot do that, right? So, And if you do, you'll be judged or, first of all, you can't even do it. 
all right i mean you could possibly walk up into the church wearing like jeans but everybody's just gonna be looking at you and everybody's just gonna be judging you like where what you what you doing wearing that you know so that's kind of like what i grew up thinking like hmm, you can't really go in the, you can't really go to church looking regular you can't really go to church as you are and the thing is you is you come as you are of course but you don't really stay as you are but Mosey, seeing that type of nature and sometimes seeing other people being judgmental, you can sometimes fall in that. So, like, I can't lie. Sometimes when I see certain people wearing some certain things to church, I can start to be a little bit judgmental or start condemning people. Or sometimes I even used to see this a lot, too, like where people like already trying to, like, condemn people in the hell, like saying, oh, you definitely going to hell, this and the third. So I saw myself starting to pick up those things of being judgmental, you know, and I've had to like stop myself in my stop myself in my tracks a few times because I'm like, this is not showing love. You know, we're not supposed to be thinking this. And a lot of people, mostly, a lot of people think this, right? A lot of people think that, oh, I could just think it as long as I'm not saying it out of my mouth. But the thing is, is Despite you're not, despite that it's not coming out of your mouth, it's still in your mind, and most importantly, it's still in your heart. So our heart is still wrong when we think when we think that judging people is okay, or think that just because we're not saying it, you know, just because we don't have anything nice to say, so we're keeping it in, that that's okay because it's not okay. And I've had to ask my, I've had to ask God a few times, like Lord, please, please allow my thoughts to be similar to yours. I allow my thoughts to be, to be, uh, to be upon the things of heaven, you know, and not the things on earth, and not to just be thinking so carnally about things. Like Lord, truly help me, because some of us we really need help in certain areas, but some of us we don't really like bring it to the throne of grace. Like Lord, help me. But truthfully, with being judgmental and con- condemning others, that was me. And sometimes those those little traits do still try and like seep in or try and creep in ever so quickly. So sometimes I have to stop myself in my stop myself in my tracks. And I won't lie, sometimes I I don't stop myself. Sometimes I'll still keep judging and then I'll have to repent later. But we do have to call ourselves out and be like, being judgmental is not okay. Once again, just because we're not saying it and we're thinking it doesn't mean it's okay. We have to make sure that moving forward, we're not saying it and we're also not thinking it. And we're also not allowing dirty and filthy things to be in our hearts because God examines our hearts. You know, God, of course, God is concerned about how we look on the outside, but I was even reading something in Romans or I think it was in Corinthians where it said, don't just say you love people, but actually love them. Like, don't just try and put on this show that you love people, but really, really love them. And I've had I've had to be pushed and challenged in this season of my life to really love people and to really like care for people and to really be compassionate and to really show grace. And we're going to get into more of that later on. But yes, that's definitely another mistake that I've made as a born again Christian. Okay. Now the next mistake that I've made as a born again Christian, Mosley. This really deserves a drum roll. Okay. Mosley. Actually a moment of silence at this point because mercy one. Oh my gosh. This mistake. A lot of people don't like to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Mosley. A mistake that I've made or another mistake that I made as a born again Christian is being lustful, being lustful. 
And also, hmm, some of us carry the spirit of lust, but we're going to talk about that on another episode at this point. Some of us carry the spirit of lust, but we don't really be trying to talk about it mostly. But anyways, being lustful and having lustful thoughts about other people. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real. Sometimes, hmm, and I want actually want to make another episode about the reality of being purposefully single. And that's going to be coming very soon. Because your girl is a single girl, okay? <laughs> but that doesn't mean... A lot of people think that, oh, when you're single, uh, it just means that nobody is coming. Uh, it means that your inbox is empty. Uh, <laughs> All I can say is the enemy be trying to tempt your girl. The enemy be trying to tempt your girl. And sometimes what happens a lot is some of these jacuzzi people, that's what they say in the church that I go to right now, they say jacuzcus, which means nonsense. Some of these nonsense boys be trying to come in my inbox saying nonsense. Some of these boys who are not even Christian, like, mostly. But, hmm. 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 Where do I even start with explaining this part? But, <laughs> basically, like I said, these boys be trying to come in my inbox, okay? Be trying to distract me. Be trying to take my destiny. But truthfully, when lustful thoughts come along, and I even got this question a few months ago. Someone had asked me this. Someone was like, oh, do you not get like, you know, like, I don't want to be too brutal or too much. But somebody asked me, they was like, do you not get horny? Or like, do you not think lustfully about people sometimes? And I'm like, truthfully, I'm a human. So, of course, I do. Of course, that happens. But it's a thing of not focusing so much on being carnal because, okay, obviously I'm not a spiritual being or I shouldn't say that. Obviously, I'm not an angel just walking through this earth, you know, without a body and stuff like that. So these thoughts do try and arise. You know, sometimes when I see a cute guy or whatever, especially when he says he's a man of God, when they be sliding my DMs and stuff like that, of course, my mind be racing. But it's a thing of learning day by day and there have been times where i've just actually had to yell like jesus i've actually had to yell jesus help me like help me please like lord i don't want to think about this lord i don't want to think about this like lord help and change my thoughts in this moment and i remember a few years ago or um a few months ago i used to tell god like lord please just take the desire completely away from me like the desire but then i realized that that's kind of a terrible prayer to pray because another Another thing that we have to realize is self-control is a is a fruit of the spirit. It's something that we're supposed to learn, you know, to handle. We're supposed to have self-control. And a lot of times these these temptations, they arise so that so that our spiritual muscles can grow. And that's what happens sometimes with me with lust. So I've, I've changed my prayers. I've altered my prayers from saying, Lord, completely take this desire away from me. So, Lord, help me to be able to control myself. Lord, I actually need your help, Jesus, because if I don't have your help, oh, God, I will fall. If I don't have your help, oh, God, I will continue staying in this state of having lustful thoughts. And the thing about lustful thoughts and the Bible kind of talks about it. The Bible says, like, you know, basically, if you if you look at a woman or even if you look at a man with lust, it's a sin because basically you've already committed the act because and the reason I've grown to understand the reason why the Bible says that, because it comes with the revelation of if you keep thinking these lustful thoughts, one day you can eventually fall into it. Truthfully, because when your mind, hmm, our minds are very powerful, we can create reality low key in our mind. So we're thinking all these things. These things can sometimes come into um come into fruition, come into manifestation if we're not careful. So it's the thing of just praying like, Lord, really take control of my thoughts. Like even 
went on this podcast, I'm even praying like, Lord, take control of my thoughts, oh God. May my thoughts be heavenly and not carnal. May it not be earthly, oh Lord, but take control of all of our thoughts in Jesus' name because we all have to realize sometimes we do need help. Mosley, Mosley. So that's another mistake that I've made. And I do know a lot of Christians, especially as teens, we struggle with this, especially when you're trying to be purposeful in dating and in relationships because Mosley, I've told myself, like, I really need to do better. And I just don't want to date people just to date. I just don't want to talk to people just to talk. You know, at times you may be, you may get bored because there have been times where I've just gotten bored. I'm like, hmm, let me just talk to this talk to this person, this jacuzzi person, but then the Holy Spirit will convict me like, no, you cannot, you cannot jeopardize your destiny. You cannot jeopardize your calling by talking to this person and creating this relationship that you know will not be fruitful. So mousy. But the next mistake that I've made as a born again Christian, you ready? You ready? This one is a little... Actually, this one is not more calm. It's kind of still, like, crazy. But the next mistake that I made as a born-again Christian is not forgiving people. Um, <laughs> this one is also a lot to unpack. Not forgiving people and not showing grace. I've actually, I have a few episodes about unforgiveness. And a lot of times I've made these episodes when I was going through these things myself of not forgiving people and of of having that resentment stuck in my heart, that gunk, that gunk. And I'm saying gunk because it's just, it's, it's not good. That gunk of unforgiveness stuck in me. Because I won't lie, your girl has been through some things, okay? Your girl has been through the betrayals, okay? Your girl has been through friends, mosey. It's been a lot of friends things, them. But, like, friends... If I tell y'all the stories, eh? Like, I've been through friends, like, slapping me, like, in my face. Pushing me, like, abusing me, like, betraying me, like, hurting me, you know? I've I've been through some things, some some really really real things, and a lot of times, friends, just you know, work, a lot of things, and I won't lie, there's always that temptation, and a lot of times we only try and restrict temptation to sexual desires, but temptation can go farther than that. But there have been a lot of temptations that I've had to not forgive people and to continuously have this resentment stuck in my heart, to have this poison stuck in my body, this resentment, this anger against certain people. And the Lord, every time, the Holy Spirit, every single time will remind me that I've showed you grace so that you can show grace to other people. And it's been a hard process. But with all of these mistakes that I'm sharing, if with every single mistake, and even some of y'all listening to this and y'all have your own mistakes, with every mistake that I'm sharing and even some mistakes that you're, you're, you may be thinking about right now, the mistakes that you've encountered or that you've had, we all have to surrender each and every mistake. It, with every mistake that I'm going to go through, at the end of it, after I'm done explaining it, most likely I'm going to say like, hmm, I've had to surrender this at the throne of grace. And a lot of times, a lot of people think that forgiveness is a one and done type of thing. Like, oh, you know, hmm, I'm going to forgive this person today. And then boom, boom, boom. 
Sometimes it does happen like that for some people. But I've noticed sometimes forgiveness can be an ongoing process because not every day will you feel like forgiving people. Not every day will you feel like giving grace to other people, extending that same grace. Because there have been days where I've told God legitimately, like, I don't feel like showing grace to this person. This person. This person doesn't deserve it. This person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. But then God has also helped me to understand that when we forgive, we are free. A lot of times our memory can be our worst enemy because what will happen is these thoughts will pop up. And when we choose that, hmm, this thought has popped up. So no, I'm going to get mad all over again. This thought has popped up. So no, I'm not going to forgive them anymore. When we do that, we keep ourselves in bondage. We put ourselves in these cages. We... We saddle ourselves, we strangle ourselves, like we allow ourselves to be a footstool for the devil in the end because we're allowing these things to stop and hinder us. Unforgiveness, those things, it, it hinders us. So, Malsey, there have been days, like I said, I, I haven't felt the urge or I don't feel like forgiving people. And it's been a mistake that has popped up a few times and I've had to repent. I've had to ask God to help me time and time again. And it's a process for me. It's a process. It's, it's things that do happen. But I've just realized more and more that in every step of the way, every single day of my life, every single minute of the day, I need God's help. I need him. I need his presence. I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me. I need the help. I do like I do. Sometimes I don't understand or truly, truthfully comprehend how people who don't believe in God get through because it comes with the revelation also that I don't have the power to have all these bur- like I cannot keep all these burdens. Like even if I want to keep all these burdens to myself, how can I help myself? How can I change my situation? I have no way of doing that. So I need someone higher, bigger, greater than myself to help me through this. So mostly. That is the mistake, another mistake I've made. But now moving forward, hmm, this mistake I'm actually excited to share a little bit, or not excited, mostly. Actually, no, the last one I'm more so excited to share. But this is the second to last mistake that I want to share with you all. So the second to last mistake that I've made as a point of young Christian is not diving enough into my word. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. I keep saying hmm to all of these because just hmm. I feel like so many people talk about this, especially people that have been in the faith for a while. They talk about how hard it is because at first, when when you come into the the knowledge of Jesus Christ and when you accept him as your Lord and Savior, sometimes you get so overly zealous. You get overly zealous for the things of God and you know that fire is burning. But then as you go, the fire can start to dwindle a little bit or diminish but when it starts to when it starts to do that we have to depend on God to give us more grace and and talk to him about these things so that the fire can still be built up because sometimes that fire will start to go low but we just have to find ways to make sure that the fire does not ultimately die out but I'll be real sometimes I don't dive into my word enough sometimes I don't pray enough sometimes I don't tarry enough sometimes I just I'm not enough. You know, I don't do enough. And sometimes it really just grieves my heart and my soul because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm just failing God. Like I'm not doing enough. Like he probably hates me. Like he probably doesn't want to talk to me. And sometimes when we're not doing what we're supposed to do, we allow that's a a doorway or open door for the enemy 
Because then the enemy will start to come with all these thoughts like, hmm, hmm, God don't love you. You're failing him. Like the same devil that does not know the Lord himself, the same devil that was kicked out of heaven, the same devil that was kicked out of heaven going to try and tell you about how you fail in God. Like, it's really the mediocre <laughs> for me. Like, yo, the same devil that was kicked out of heaven will try and tell you that you're a failure and that you're not doing enough and that God is not satisfied with you. And all of those things, all of those thoughts will start to creep in. But once again, we have to go to the throne of grace, nevertheless, and still talk to God about those things. And the last and final mistake that I've made as a born again Christian that I want to share, which kind of just goes hand in hand with not diving into my word enough, is thinking I'm saved by only works. That's a mistake that I've made. Thinking that I'm saved by only works as well as constantly questioning whether I'm truly saved. I feel like this has happened so much with people. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. But sometimes it does happen like where you'll question like, am I really saved? Will I really go to heaven? I've had those. I've had those times like I remember a, f- a few years ago, like I just used to sit in my room and just really get so down because I'm like, oh my gosh, if rapture was to happen, like I would not be, I would not go up. Like, oh my gosh, like I don't do enough. Like, cause a lot of times, and I read this quote, this guy, this man of God, I forgot how exactly he said it, but he said a lot of times people try and read their words so that they could get close to God. But the way that he explained it was so deep. I'm not going to say it all the way right, so forgive me. But he said something along the lines of, we are already made close to God because of the finished work of Christ. We are already close to God because of the finished work of Christ. But the thing is, is a lot of times we have to remember that reading the word is also for us. The word Oh my gosh. The word is supposed to help us. A lot of times we think that, oh, when we read the word, it's going to help God or like we're doing God a favor. But the word is actually supposed to help us. The word is actually supposed to be a manual, a list of instructions. It's supposed to be like that help for us so that we can navigate life on earth. It's not really for God. You know, it's not It's not really because it's going to make God feel a thousand times better because you read like 20, 20 um, chapters or something like that. And a lot of times we just are so focused on, mm, let me do this or whatever. But it's more so for us. It's supposed to help us. But going back to questioning whether I'm saved or questioning whether I'm going to make it or thinking that I'm only saved by works. I remember last week or I think it was a few weeks ago, the Lord kind of had to sit me down and the Lord had to allow me to fall on my face so that I could realize this because I had gotten into this space where I was thinking that I was good. And the Bible kind of explains, it goes on and explains that we are not good and only he is good. Only God is good because we are not good as people. Because we're living on this earth, we're living on this world, we're living in this world of sin. So we are not good. So, so but, but the Lord had to allow me to fall to realize that because I was like, mm, Lord, I'm doing all the right things, God. You know, I'm serving you, God. But I'm praying, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing this. So I really had to go through like a week and some change of like falling so that by the end of the week, God could just show me like, Tina, you are not good. But because of the finished work of Christ, but because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, I am made right with God through that. Not through myself, not through my works, not through what I can do for myself, but through what God has done, through what Jesus has done. 
And that's it. That's really it. And that's what I had to realize. And even Romans 8, 1 to 2, a lot of us, we talk, we say this verse a lot, but sometimes we actually don't have personal revelations of what it means. Romans 8, Verses 1 to 2, it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. He's freed us. He's freed us. He has freed us. He has freed us. I forgot. One of my friends had said this one time, Prophetess Kim. She had said, I'm probably not going to say all the way right. She was like, Heaven is free. Heaven is really free. But we just be doing all these things on earth that are so costly in the end. Like, we just... I forgot how she said it. Mercy on me because I'm not saying it right. I'm not saying it right. But basically, what she was saying, just to interpret it, basically, is that it's free. We are free through Christ. We are free through Christ. And we have every single... Um, chance. If you're listening to this, you have a chance to go to heaven. Like I have a chance to go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm saved. I'm saved. Obviously, I need to stop questioning it. But I'm saved. I've, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Yes, I need to continuously walk in the light. You know, I need to continue on my journey with God. But I'm not saved through every work that I have. I'm saved through His finished work. You know, but that doesn't mean that I need to wild out and, and take advantage of his grace, though, because that's what a lot of people forget. A lot of people think that, oh, OK, because Jesus has, you know, done this on the cross and, oh, I can do whatever I want. I can live in the world. But no, we have to still make sure that we're not living a lukewarm life. But we also have to just make sure that we're not confusing that, oh, OK, if I do X, Y and Z, if I create a church, if I do this, if I do that, then that's what will make me say, because no, that's not that's not the foundation ultimately. But all I can just say is mozzy, 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 mozzy. And I actually might make a part two, depending on how this touches you all. And depending on how you guys feel, or actually not how you guys feel, but how God feels. Let me call myself out how God feels. If God feels like I need to make a part two, I'll definitely make a part two. But all in all, brothers and sisters, that is really the episode. I really pray that you all enjoyed it. I pray that you all took something from it. I pray that you all were encouraged in some way, shape, or form. I pray that after today that you will truly surrender um, the, the mistakes that you've made, the things that you've done wrong, the, way that, the ways that you've wronged God, all those things, the overthinking. I pray that you will truly surrender everything to the throne of grace and remember that his yoke is light and that he is ready to take all those burdens from you. You don't have to walk around with the with the world on your shoulders. Like a lot of people talk about that, but it's like, nah. Now, I want to live a good life in Christ. I want to live my best life in Christ. And I just pray that you all will do the same. So truthfully, God bless you all. Once again, leave a review. Leave a review. Don't, don't do that don't don't try and leave without leaving a review or nothing so please leave a review if this podcast touched you and i will see you guys in my next episode god bless you all